When you're driving, speed bumps force you to slow down. Some are big, some are small. Regardless of the size, they can really mess up your car if you go over them too fast. In this go, go, go world, society tends to have a negative view of speed bumps. But in my opinion, they don't have to be a bad thing. We all go through speed bumps in life, such as getting married, a spiritual awakening, having children, changing jobs, a trauma, and more. In this podcast, you will hear the various speed bumps that people have encountered and how those experiences have shaped them into the person they are now. Because every story has speed bumps, and that is what makes life interesting. everyone. I wanted to welcome you to another episode of Speed Bumps. And today with me, I have Ryan from Dangerous World. I met him when I was on the Master Debaters or the Monday Night Master Debaters uh, with Matt's show on The Great Deception. And he he helps basically co-host that. So it was great meeting him there. And I'm so happy to have him on. Thank you for joining me today, Ryan. Yeah, I'm honored to be on. I've listened to uh, I listened to a little bit of the legit bat one. And then also Kyle from the Big Dumb. And it's just yeah. fun, just easy conversation. It's, I think, what more podcasts need, right? It's just like instead of like a narrative or an agenda that's being followed, it's nice to have fun conversations like this. Yeah, I like I don't script anything like I told you beforehand. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I just, I feel like the art of conversation is being lost. And a lot of times, you know, you would go to a restaurant or the mall or whatever. And sometimes you'll overhear a conversation and you want to interject yourself, but that's just weird. Right. Sometimes. So I just want to put some of these conversations out there and hopefully people engage in like when they're in their car, they start talking like they're involved because that tells me that it was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's my goal too. With like the new little, we do a lot of talking about food and like, you know, junk food mostly and just like stupid stuff, stupid habits that you have. Yep. And, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of fun. It's become a really fun show to do versus like just staring into the abyss of what my normal show is. And it's just become like a nice like yin yang, if you will, kind of thing. So I'm right there with you. Is that food show also on the Dangerous World podcast or is it on a separate podcast feed? It is on the Dangerous World feed. Um, and it's just uh, it's basically like I talk with different hosts of mostly conspiracy podcasts so far. And uh, we just talk about like I get an origin story kind of. I'd like to find out if like people grew up trashy or they grew up with some money or they, you know, just like that. Yep, yep. And we, we just make fun of ourselves. And then we get into like a lot of junk food. Like what's your favorite frozen pizza? What's your favorite <laughs> fast food place? You know, stuff like that. And we really kind of debate them friendly, you know? I like that. I like that. I feel like sometimes <laughs> we can get stuck in our own like echo chambers and we're all talking about the same thing all the time. So I like these different takes on podcasts where it's more, I don't know, conversational, I guess. Organic. Yeah. Yes. Organic, yes. Free flowing. There's no research that goes into it. I actually today had like a mini panic attack researching what I'm doing because I'm constantly looking at this dark stuff for like the podcast. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of a shame that people really do enjoy hearing that. Like, I think the biggest podcast in the world behind Joe Rogan's is like a murder show. Right. Like people just love this macabre stuff. Yeah. And um. So I'm looking at like the the United Nations and how they are shaping spirituality and they're trying to guide people down the spiritual road. 
and it's freaky. I mean, it, I had like a panic attack. I had to go outside and I'm not necessarily prone to panic attacks as an adult. I used to have them as a kid quite often, but as an adult, I'm pretty like, you know, chill and, and just kind of hang out and I'm comfortable staring at this dark stuff. But yeah, for whatever reason today, it just took it out of me. I had to go outside. I hit the punching bag, like right before we got on just to like, kind of calm down, get some energy out. And like, I'm good now. I'm having a couple beers and chilling, talking to you. So it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. I, I used to, I like the conspiracy to an extent. Like I like understanding the behind the scenes stuff. You know, that's why I would like to watch Criminal Minds or NCIS or things like that. I liked understanding how things worked, but now I'm just very much like, I can't listen to it because it just, I don't know, it just makes me feel icky as stupid as that sounds. Like I just, I don't like feeling that way. Um, and there's it doesn't not much I can stupid. do about it. Right. Yeah, no, to me, it doesn't sound stupid at all. And actually, one thing that I found out that was really interesting was that before the Nazi regime, like the Third Reich took power in in Germany, the culture was kind of a lot like ours today, where people are fascinated with dark stuff. I mean, there wasn't murder TV shows and stuff back then, but there was like a cult, you know, knowledge being passed around. Witchcraft was very like, you know, researched and studied among these people. And they had a fascination for macabre art as what the, the direct thing that I read. And we're going right down that same path right now. And you see a lot of like fascist kind of uh, not regimes, but like you see these these aspects kind of taking root in society, but in a more Fabian style way where it's real sneaky and it's through tolerance and through policy. But if you speak about the wrong thing, hey, you just might get arrested, you know, so it, it's it's interesting that we're going down the same path. We have not learned from history. Do you think everything is cyclical? So eventually we'll get back to that era of, you know, uh, what's that show that I'm thinking of? I'll leave it to Beaver and like the, that very like <laughs> idealistic, you know, everyone's all happy. And obviously behind the scenes, they're probably popping Prozac and shit. Yeah. But, you know, do you think we'll eventually get back to that? Like everything just, just always comes full circle or what do you think? Man, I hope so. I kind of doubt it. Uh, I hope so without the Prozac. But I, I think that, you know, something's got to give here i mean there's this idea um and and i don't know who said it um that history doesn't repeat itself but it rhymes i i like that a lot like there's it's not necessarily a repetition even though sometimes it will seem repetitive but um yeah you see you see society kind of performing in cyclical ways throughout history there's rises and falls of empires you know the united states is compared to the roman empire right now a lot and it has been for quite some time um do I think we're going to get back to positive times? I think eventually. I don't know if it'll be in our lifetimes. Um, if the United Nations has its way, it will be a very fake happiness like that. Leave it to Beaver scenario that you lay out where people are living in these mega cities and you're not allowed to be upset, right? You're not, you're not allowed to have your own emotions almost. And so, yeah, everyone's going to be happy. And maybe by, by the state telling us that we're happy, people will actually become happy, but I don't think that that's like the human experience. I think that we're supposed to have like the ups and downs. And I think that's what you talk about a lot here. Yeah. Did you hear about, there's one school in China supposedly right now where it's being tested where they have these facial recognition cameras in the classroom and they can read the kids' faces if they're distracted, if they're sleepy, if they look away, if they raise their hand, if they fidget, if they get up and they want to then see how it goes in this one school and then implement it all across China and mm. the teachers think it's great because it's like having a second um like teacher's aid or something like that in the room yeah. but basically if they don't seem interested in the lesson the teacher gets alerted and that boggles my mind wow 
Yeah, there's uh this isn't the same thing that's like a pyramid structure, right? In like the UK, there was like a pyramid that popped up in a parking lot and people were walking up and it was like identifying their face and it was telling them about their own personality. It's like an episode of Black Mirror. I did not hear about that. I don't think it's the same thing because I just read about this like two days ago. Huh. But I did not hear about the UK pyramid thing. That's wild. Yeah, it's freaky. And it's like, you know, we're 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 going right down this path where people are just obsessed with technology. And so it's okay, like Hey, instead of instead of being like, why the hell is that information being shared with me by this machine? People are like, that's so cool that it knew that, you know, like people are just thinking about it so backwards. And I mean, everyone's guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. You know, I think if you have an iPhone or an Android, you're a little bit kind of turning a blind eye to how that thing was made. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's just the world we live in and it sucks. But at the same time, it's beautiful. So, you know, it's just it's this weird, weird situation. And I kind of almost see why some people just want to pay zero attention to it and why people want to get sucked into like the Kardashians and family guy, which I mentioned, you know, I actually (laughs) like that show a little bit. Um, They want to get into this dumb, irrelevant stuff just to get a distraction. I'm big into the UFC. That's a distraction. I know. I look forward to it all week and it's every Saturday. And yeah, there's ritual components to that too. People are literally beating the heck out of each other in an octagon, right? But it's fun. It's a distraction. I look into enough dark stuff. I want to get some some excitement out of some of it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone has their distractions, guilty pleasures, like whatever you want to call it. Right. Sure. But it, there's a difference between, in my opinion, you know, watching a show one day a week or, watch, you know, looking forward to UFC um, and then your whole life revolving around a show or a sport, like you plan every other life event around this thing. That's when you're purposely turning a blind eye. I think everyone needs a little bit of decompression, however that looks like to you, but there's definitely, you can take it too far. Well, do you have any kind of like decompression type things that you get into? I mean, I know that you're pretty motivated and, and I heard a little bit about your story and it's interesting that you can stay so motivated and so positive. And I think that that's something that's like really admirable, honestly. So I'm not trying to like sidetrack or anything, but no, I, no, it, no. I think it's good. It for me, like, it. I still have my pity party days where I'm like, this sucks, and you know, I have my moments. Like, I'm not this perfect ray of sunshine, like all the time happiness. But I remember I was in college and I was trying to climb this rock wall, and like really, really struggling, couldn't do it. Call, I called my mom crying and mm. she was literally like, I, like I did my venting session for 10 minutes and she goes, okay, well, what do you want me to do about it? And I was like, well, that's kind of mean. She's like, I can't <laughs> climb that wall for you. You vented. Can I help you in any other way? Like, do you need me to listen more? Like, what can I do to help you? I was like, nothing. And I got <laughs> off the phone. I wasn't all angry and shit. But then I was like, well, she's right. Like, she's not gonna climb the wall for me. So I went and climbed the fucking wall, like, and I did it. You got it done. And I got it done. Nice. So it's just a matter of no one's going to do it for me. So, and I feel like, honestly, that mentality is lost in most of the population. They just expect handouts in this instant gratification, which, uh, yeah, I didn't really get most of my life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so, so as far as like decompressing goes, do you? exercise or like what's something that you like thoroughly enjoy i mean decompressing I used, is not I used really to dance oh okay um but then when i was hit by the car my hip like it gets really painful if i dance too much so like i love line dancing but i can't really do it i danced as a kid 
Um, now, honestly, more, it's just either reading a book, uh, listening to music. I really like country music, um, hanging out outside. Like I love just going in the, taking a drive and finding a waterfall. I always find the waterfalls or the, Mm. like the body of water. That's how I decompress. If I'm super stressed, I go for a drive and I find water. So that's still really positive. I'm talking more about like anything like kind of negative, like where like the TV or like this, you know, you just said Um, you didn't watch TV much. I'm curious. There's got to be something that everyone does. That's a little bit like, this is, this is my guilty pleasure. Sometimes I watch TV with my husband. Like we'll have a show that like we watch. We, um, he saw a commercial for like Banshee and it's an older show, but we've been getting it from the library and that's a kind of a darker, darker show. Um, it's about this guy who's an ex-con and ends up somehow basically be pretending to be the town sheriff because the town sheriff that was going to take his place got killed and then Nazis get neo-Nazis get involved and Mm. it's a has a good storyline but it can definitely has its darker parts um sometimes we watch the ranch together sometimes uh we watch we've been watching fringe re-watching fringe since I woke up seeing all that that's been a super interesting show you know what's kind of a cool show if you guys watch little tv is evil it's called evil that's a it's a very interesting yeah hulu netflix what is that on you know i don't know i i can look real quick but yeah no it's uh it's about like a it's kind of like a priest and then a scientist and they they team up to do like some weird it's kind of like the x-files almost okay we've been watching that too the x-files x-files is dope you can't you can't leave that out if you're getting into that but no it's uh it's just there's a lot of premises in that show that i feel like have some sort of like kind of a string to our reality i guess or like a okay you know they're tethered to our reality in a weird way but it's not like you know realistic but just yeah, fun watched, stuff i watched a little bit of the oa i think i watched like one episode of black mirror and i couldn't get into it i hear everyone reference it and i just oh it's so good i don't know i just i can't i i know like and because of all the narcotics they gave me as a kid like i don't want any of that shit like sure. never been drunk don't want to get high like well, that's better for you, I guess. But yeah, to answer the question, though, that show is on Paramount Plus. I don't know if you guys happen to have that, but oh, I'm um, sure he can spoof it somehow. Jacket off the the fire Some, stick or something. Something. Yeah, no. So, um, but yeah, no. It's it's interesting to get into that stuff. And and for as for me, I definitely like my alcohol. You know, I I've had a really easy easy life. I mean, everything's chill, and so I don't understand exactly why I enjoy drinking so much. It's not to like cover up any pain or anything that I know of. But, um, man, I like, I like getting a drink. I mean, I'm drinking right now. It's one I'm off today to be clear and off tomorrow. Well, so it is my weekend. Judging. No, everyone, I know. Everyone has their own thing. Like some people are like, Oh, look, like quietly tell me afterwards. Oh, I took the vax. I'm like, okay. Like to each their own. Like, I'm not going to judge you. Oh no, I know. I just, I think it is funny. There's something funny about a dude drinking it. Like what's, what's this a Wednesday in the middle yes. of the day, but it is my Saturday. So it's not like I'm just, you know, chugging beers and then going to work and stuff, but no, it is. Uh, and, and yeah, I know, even if I did, you wouldn't be judging, but it, there's something about it to me that just, it's just hits the spot every single time. Is there, is it like beer or liquor that you prefer or is there not a preference? Uh, it's mostly like, if I'm, if I'm trying to get like drunk, drunk, I'll drink vodka. But like, if I'm just kind of hanging out, chilling, I'll be drinking like usually like some sort of like a mixed drink. Like I like beer lately a lot. Um, I used to drink the white claws a lot because I thought they were healthy. And then you come to find out that they're just malt liquor. And it's like, that's like the most unhealthy alcohol that you can drink. So 
and I've gained a ton of weight since I've been drinking them. I thought that maybe <laughs> I was just like my metabolism was changing, but like literally over the last two years, I probably gained 30 pounds. Right. So it's like, and I'm, I'm working on losing it. Like I telling you, I'm hitting the punching bag and stuff, but it's like, dude, these freaking white claws are advertised as like a healthy alternative to beer and they're way yeah. worse. Yeah. So, so all the girls that are getting fat, if you're getting fat, cause you're drinking and also happy we're drinking white claws, <laughs> maybe look at the white claws as the cause. Yeah, I get, I mean, maybe they're, they're probably like, oh, stress. I'm going to have a white claw, you know, it, it's it, for some reason. And I don't know how people get away with this, you know, the advertising it's false advertising. And, and clearly yeah. you shouldn't look at a white claw and think it's healthy, but a healthy alternative and, you know, right. just wacky stuff. Well, and not that you have to be healthy 100% of the time, but if there is a healthier alternative, maybe do that. Like sure. you know, dark chocolate over milk chocolate, you're still having chocolate, right? Yeah. So I'm all about healthier alternatives, but also sometimes you just want the Snickers bar and it's not organic and it's full of shit. And, but sometimes that's what you need and it is what it is. Do you dabble in any of that stuff? Cause like I was telling you, I have a, you know, that show where we talk about a lot of junk food. Do you, uh, you get into some weird junk foods ever? I used to love sour cream and onion Pringles. Like that was like my guilty <laughs> pleasure with sour cream and onion Pringles. And then I did some research on it and like, I can't bring myself <laughs> to eat them anymore. Mm. Um, but I still love them. Like I just remember them. That's so funny because I love chips, but I hate Pringles. I feel like Pringles are like the karate of martial arts. Like it's just like the shittiest one. But hey, everyone's Reverse. got their guilty pleasure. I hate all other potato chips besides Pringles. Mm. Is it the shape? Is it a no. fun little shape for you? I don't know. I can like stack a bunch though on my fin. Like, <laughs> and then I can fit because my hand doesn't have a thumb, right? It can get all the way down to the bottom of the tube, but no one else can. They have to like pour it out and shit and get crumbs everywhere. I don't have that problem. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I, I always have to pour them out. I can get about like 12 or, or 14 Pringles down. And then I got a, I got like big ogre hands though. So I can't reach quite down in there. That's nice though. So yeah. you found something convenient and you found a good way to use, as you call it, your fin. Why do you yeah. call it that? Okay. Have you ever seen Finding Nemo? Yes. You know how Nemo has a lucky fin? Yeah. That's what I also have. And if you look at an x-ray of my left arm, it kind of looks like a fish fin. So it's so it's got like the, the, the bones, the small bones that go out sideways? Kind of, yeah. Like, and I don't have like a complete, I don't have all the bones in my hand or my wrist or my arm or my elbow or my shoulder. So it's just, it looks like a fish fin. Like I'll post oh. it on Instagram sometime, like an x-ray of it. It looks kind of cool. It'd be cool if you were a Pisces. I'm a cancer. Okay. Is that a fish? It's a crab. Cancer the crab. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about, about freaking Zodiac. I'm, I'm actually like in the process of researching like bag on all that stuff. I don't like the spirituality stuff personally. So I think it's kind of dumbing our society down big time. But um, so, yeah, so my bad for not knowing the, uh, the cancer crab, but uh, are you big into any of that kind of stuff, the spiritual and the. I'm Okay. So first of all, when I was younger, I used to think that meant I was going to get cancer when I got older because I was cancer sure. to crab and I didn't understand. Um, it's a I bad name. What? It's it, a it's bad a, name. It's a bad name, right? It's, it's a bad name. Yeah. So I was raised Catholic, converted yeah. to Lutheranism at one point, and I still believe in God. But for me now, it's more, I guess, spiritual to an extent because Catholicism pushed me so far away. Like yeah. there were so many things that didn't make sense. 
And when you tried to ask questions, I was just, you know, you can't ask that or, and just these answers basically like, no, sit down, shut up. You know, we're not going to talk about it. Well, and if you lived before, you would have gotten whipped or even killed. For oh, yeah. and I think that this is intentional, personally. I think that the Catholic Church is kind of put there to steer people away. And, and I mean, there's a whole agenda when you look into it. There's a whole agenda to make people spiritual and atheists and, and the, the Freemasons and like the high level people in society view the Christians and the atheists as one and the same. And they're trying to fit them under one umbrella with this one world leader, one world religion, economy, government, all this stuff. So again, that's what I was looking into. And I had this freaking little mini panic attack and I'm like, dude, this is because everything is going so perfectly. And they even have the conspiracy community, like all on spirituality's dick for lack of a better word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I believe in God. I believe in the Bible. Do I, I do think the Bible is more of a allegory and Mm. more lessons to be learned. Not, I don't know if he actually turned water into wine. Or if it's, you know, a lesson to be learned, like Aesop's fable. But I do think there are historical events within the Bible. And so it's this, I'm kind of in this middle part where I believe it, but I don't take 100% of it as gospel. Sure. So. It's written by man. I mean, you know, I think that the same people that wrote the Bible killed JFK. You know, obviously descendants of them. But, yeah. You know, all this stuff and they're just shaping society and and. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I always like to just kind of see where where people are at on that, because you hear that so often, like I'm not religious, I'm spiritual and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, well, what does that mean? And then you look into it. It's dark stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say I do spells. You know, I know we were talking about a little bit on um, master debaters. You yeah. know, I am a Reiki master. You know, yeah, yeah. you do IET, but the Bible also says if you have gifts, you should share them. Sure. And there's, you know, people in the Bible who they could raise people from the dead they could you know there, there were prophets there were these people there were healers and who's to say that those gifts don't exist today we just call them something different now do i think that these gifts can be taken to a dark level and things like that 100 percent, absolutely um so i think you really have to make sure that you're right within yourself you know like it I would never touch a Ouija board. I would never do any of that because that's to me, that's dark stuff. That's demonic stuff. And I don't want nothing to do with that, you mm. know? So whether that's the Catholic still rubbing off on me or whatever, um, still, you know, the Christ light, you know, Jesus, God, things like that. Um, well, yeah, let me tell you, sorry, there's a fly flying around my face. No, I wasn't doing that to you. It's freaking pain in the butt. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, I messed with the Ouija board before and I was alone when I did it. And it was a, a, a weird thing. Like it, nothing happened in the moment, but I went on to have a really rough, like two or three years after that, like just, just bad luck after bad luck. And um, I don't know if the thing just faded away or my mindset changed. Um, I did get in a car accident and it seemed like everything kind of changed from that point, but I still had a couple of, you know, rough patches after that accident. So I don't know if these like little curses follow you around um, or if there is some sort of credence to like the Chinese Zodiac more. I don't think that there really is to the uh, the real like the the Western one. But like this thing of the year, the rat, the tiger, you know, they go by years rather than months. That's interesting to me because I have had really good years. I'm the goat, the year of the goat. Okay. And I've had really awesome years in those times. And then like, you know, I don't know if that's kind of like you're you're learning that information and it's like a placebo 
where you're 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 like, oh, I'm gonna have a good year this year, and then you have one, or you're like, oh, I'm gonna have a bad year this year, and then yeah, it turns out it turns out to be rough because you're believing that already. I don't know, you know. Um, yeah. There's a there's a lot of like pseudoscience that comes into this. The CIA's done work on on like the uh, gateway process and yeah. stuff like that. I don't know if that's even legit or if that's just more misdirection, but it's so here's a question for you. Sure. And this is not judging. This is just a curiosity thing as I'm putting things together as you speak. Yeah. Did you re- think, do you think you started drinking more after you played with the Ouija board? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so because I've always liked it. Okay. I did smoke. That'd be, that's interesting to think about though. Cause I, I liked smoking a lot. And then like smoking weed. And then after I got in a car accident, for some reason, I cannot get like stoned like I used to. Like I used to smoke probably too much. Mm-hmm. And I can't even like take like one bong hit or even like out of a pipe. I can't do anything right now. Gotcha. And I don't know if it's something with the trauma and how like the maybe there's some like receptors that got damaged. I don't know exactly. How long I, I ago was it? The accident was probably uh, four years ago at this point, maybe three. Okay. Probably four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was right, right, uh, like a year or two into my job, and I've been there for six years. So, okay, but yeah, just like a hard, hard head hit, and I've hit my head many times before that. I used to race motorcycles, so like you know, I've hit my head several yep. times in my life. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, that's an interesting question though with the Ouija board and drinking. But I, I, I mean, I used to love drinking in high school, you know, and and I'm 31 right now, so it's not like it was legal or easy to get, but. We had friends that would steal bottles out of like oh, grocery yeah. stores. That your so, parents' liquor cabinet? Like I'm the same age as you, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So like, and you never did that? No. Really? You're a good kid. It sounds like. Yeah. No. I. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was a little dirtbag as a kid. Like uh, I, my dad has like this vintage Jack Daniels bottle, and I emptied it out and filled it with watered down Pepsi. You know, like it's so bad like just taking stuff and i mean it was great it was like 40 year old jack but they were like little small bottles but it was just kind of funny to do that and uh just all kinds of really crappy stuff as far as drinking goes i just i got to a point basically i was a junior in high school and i was the good kid right i was in national honor society you know almost had a 4.0 um all all the shit ap classes and so i knew how many absences i could get before i got in trouble Mm. and most of mine were excused because they were always from doctor's appointments. So I would get to a point of, I didn't want to go to sixth period a lot because I was wanted to end my day early. So I just would basically skip school, call in and be like, yeah, this is Elizabeth's mom. And you know, she's not coming back after lunch. She doesn't feel well. And like, I kept track. I knew how many absences I could do, uh, snuck out at night, but I never, it was just to see the guys I was dating. It wasn't like anything it wasn't to drink, wasn't to smoke, wasn't to do any of that. And you used to sneak out of your house to oh, yeah, go see dudes all the time. <laughs> That's so funny. I would not pick you, picture you as that at all. Yeah. My parents didn't either until I didn't listen to my alarm clock one morning and my mom went to pick me up for school and I wasn't there. Would you have, would you do like a basketball, like for the head and like make a fake body under the blanket? Oh no. I just would leave. <laughs> like out the front door or the window how'd you how'd you pull that off i went out my back door like okay. i knew which stairs in my house creaked and i just went out and because i'm from michigan so it would snow so in this when it snow hit you didn't want to leave footprints so i'd like watch the weather forecast and shit it was all very detailed damn <laughs> really you missed a calling for like working for the Mossad or something 
listen, my husband jokes, he's like, cause I'm very good at internet research and finding people who don't want to be found without any extra apps or anything. Nice. I was like, I never want to be on your bad side. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's interesting to me. Is it just like a knack that you have? Yeah. Like I've always been really good at research, always been like researching anything that I'm interested in and whether I'd be finding someone or genealogy or um, whatever. Huh? So you're able to, you, you, I'm guessing you didn't do like a 23 and me thing no. ever. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of people got duped with that. And I think that the government kind of has a lot of people's DNA without them knowing, you know? So they already have my DNA from my uh, genetic screenings and stuff trying to figure oh, that's out. True. So like, but I also heard it was, it was some lawmaker that was saying that you shouldn't donate to 23andMe because now they have your personalized DNA and it was like bought by China or something. And now they can make bioweapons like against specific people or yeah. specific groups of people. Yeah. I'm like, this is, I just want to go live in the middle of the woods. well it's i mean so what i think is really interesting about the the dna bank is that the mormons have a massive one and there's like rumors that the mormons uh started 23 and me i don't know if that's true or not but they do something really interesting and and mormons that listen to my show who i mean i'm i'm really like i try to make it clear that i don't have anything against any religion i think Mm -hmm. like i said spirituality is a little goofy to me but like religions, hey, if it makes you a better person or if it identify, if you identify with it well, go for it. As long as you're not hurting kids or like weaker people, go for it. Yeah. yeah. And um, one thing that I find that's very strange that the Mormons do, and like I actually debated about this a little bit with a listener of mine, is that they baptize the dead. Like they baptize, they take DNA from dead people, whether they be Jewish, whether they be Christian or whatever, and they'll baptize a vial of their DNA. Right. So, I mean, that's very strange. And like sometimes like a lot of a lot of uh like jewish kids of like their grandparents or their parents will complain about this because they're like dude you guys are are baptizing holocaust you know victims these people are not mormon they didn't want to be mormon they were jewish right so i mean it's strange and they they justify it as um you know if if you know the, the the way to heaven why wouldn't you want to try and save these people and stuff and i mean i get it i think there's a lot of good people that are mormon they've really done a lot for my grandmother but uh, I think that that's a strange practice for sure. I've never heard of that. Like how, culty. how do you get a vial of someone's like, I, I'm, I have so many questions right now. So how do you get a vial of someone's <laughs> DNA? Like, how would they get a vial of my DNA? Like through 23 and me or something? I'm guessing. Or like, do they just go to like the hospital? They have a massive, massive DNA bank. I'll see if I can find this article real quick, just to read parts of it that I was looking at, but it is it's mind blowing stuff. I mean, they had, um, there was something that they had with a cave too. They put a lot of DNA in a cave and they just had access to this stuff. It's, it's very strange. It sounds fake, but it's hundred percent real. Listen, I'll believe anything at this point. Um, but I know. So like when newborns are born, they'll do like the newborn testing and they'll do like that heel stick. And then they'll do like a blood smear on a card and a couple other things. And in some States, they just keep it forever unless you write in asking for it to be destroyed, but then you don't have any proof that it's being destroyed. And if you decline the newborn testing in some state CPS will be called on you. And so a lot of, a lot of us were like, Oh, we never gave our DNA to 23 and me, or we never did this. No, but your parents probably did when you did a newborn heel stick. 
And now they probably have, I would say 95%, you know, after a certain year, they have everyone's DNA. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and I don't understand why, what the significance is and why the Mormons seem to be uh, kind of obsessed with it. But yeah, I mean, you can, if anyone's interested in looking it up, um, just because I don't want to be like searching on, you know, having a conversation with you, but you can just type in DNA bank in the Mormons and use DuckDuckGo or type in Mormon DNA bank. Or Brave or something like that. Don't use Google, guys. Yeah, Google sucks. Is Brave pretty good? Yeah, I like actually Brave a lot better than DuckDuckGo because DuckDuckGo got bought out. Did they really or though? Because I heard that that was fake. I know that Google owns the Duck domain and that goes over to DuckDuckGo. Is that true though? You found that out? So my understanding is that DuckDuckGo got bought out and somehow Google has access to that information. Okay. Um, Brave, I found, has less censored things. But there's still like if you type in certain search terms, it's still going to give you what Google would give you until you get to like page four or whatever. Interesting. I've had good luck with DuckDuckGo personally, but okay. maybe I'm looking for stuff that's easy to find. But I'll check out Brave. The one thing that I was real skeptical about that is you have to download an app in order to use it, at least from my experience. Maybe that's not the case with a computer. Maybe not with a computer. I mean, I think maybe you do, but... I had I would have to download DuckDuckGo. I think it is a browser too. I don't know. I'm not tech savvy. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> you're a good internet sleuth, but you're not tech savvy, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Listen, I don't even edit my own episodes. Joe from Legit Bat does it. Shout out Joe from Legit Bat because I oh, don't does edit he? anything. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, no, he'll he'll he's always like a good helping hand. He sent me this green screen that I'm using. Nice. <laughs> I know it's funny, but yeah. So have you have you been like? Uh, do you ever look into like this kind of weird stuff ever? Cause I noticed you you talk with a lot of conspiratorial people. I started to. And then, so honestly, I got kind of caught up in the Q movement when it first came out and then it got really sketchy and I was like, there's something off about this. And I just sure. started ignoring it. Um, so that's how I learned about a lot of things. At one point I watched like the first 10 parts. I think there's more now of like fall of the cabal and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, saw that documentary, saw like a couple other ones. And then I just kind of got to a point of, I will listen to people on a podcast, talk about it, but I don't want to research it myself because it's very, it is very dark. Mm. And me personally, I know I can get stuck down rabbit holes and I would be the type of person that looks like that crazy conspiracy meme with like the guy with like everything on a poster board and you know strings and shit like that would be me if I started diving into something we recently went on a trip to the upper peninsula for a family reunion I had two excel spreadsheets by category of every item that we needed by person by animal like it was insane so and that was just for a trip so me looking into something like that I might drive myself a little crazy and so I've never done it so it's safe to say that you're like hyper OCD. And some things, yeah. Other things, no. But other some things, yes. I mean, hey, there's way worse things that you can be, honestly. I think that that's like, I think that like being, being organized, like driven, I think is solid. Like I've, I'm not OCD at all. I wish that I was a little bit more because you should see like this room that I'm sitting in right now. It's borderline like a hoarder's office. And this is where I like print t-shirts and stuff but it looks like a fucking 
tornado went through here. Sorry for saying that, but you know, it's just, no, it's, no. it's interesting how, uh, it, that's one of those things that's really interesting to me too, is how different people can be, but then they still have like similar interests, you know, like you said yourself, oh, yeah. you're, you're somewhat interested in conspiracies, but obviously not to, you know, crazy levels or anything, but you know, clearly different personality types here though. Oh yeah. And to be clear, my desk is a mess. I live in organized chaos. Um, okay. I have piles of things and I know where everything is within those piles. And my husband is OCD. Like everything has to be clean. So he'll go and mess up my piles and I'll be like, where did this thing go? Like, where he's like, I don't know. I just put it all together. I was like, I knew where everything was until you did that. He's like, it was a mess. How did you know? I was like, I knew and you messed it up. That's funny. Yeah. My dad's the same way, actually. Super messy office. There's people that work like that. There's the, it, it seems to be like a solid way, you know, you can't go in and start cleaning people's stuff. No. You just can't do that. If, if someone came in here and started cleaning this, I'd throw a fit, but oh yeah. Yeah, it's wild, but so yeah, I, I'm interested. Like, what else? You, I, I'm kind of real curious about a lot of the stuff with you. I know that that's not what we're set out to talk about here, but whatever. I just think that that your story is really interesting. Like, yeah, I I saw in your Instagram that uh, people like call you a witch. I guess is that like or have in oh, the past? Okay, so there was a book written by Ronald Dahl called The Witches. Okay. And the post that you're referring to is from a while ago and they made a movie based on the book. Okay. Well, everyone knows when they go to make movies, they take certain privileges, right? And they don't always follow what the book is. So in the book, they made it, the main character is Anne Hathaway and they made her hands look very scary and they made her look disabled when she was a witch, when she was in human form she looked just like us but when she became a witch she became very scary um she became bald uh her her mouth area changed i forget exactly how now and so then what was happening is kids who looked like me were being picked on at school and being called a witch Mm. and kids were coming up to adults after seeing the movie and going are you a witch you're a witch you're evil after seeing this movie And so there was a big uproar in the disability community going, do you realize what you've done? You took something where people simply look different in a child's movie, associated it with being evil. And now the kids think that just because they see someone who looks different, they're evil. Do you think that's intentional on the, on the author or director's part? I don't know. I know they ended up doing a uh, apology afterwards. Um, cause a, a lot of people were upset. Um, you know, kids were getting bullied to the point that they didn't want to go to school. Did it bother you? I never got picked on, but when you start messing with kids, you know, yeah. I'm going to like, I'm going to fight for the kids. And especially sure. if it's something that I've been, I've never been called a witch, but I've been, you know, told my arm is disgusting by a grown adult and things like that. And really? I never, oh yeah, like oh yeah, stranger? first day of grad school, first day of oh. grad school, told my arm was disgusting by a stranger. It was worst first day of school ever. What the fuck? Who does that? Was it? I mean, I don't know. She was in her mid forties. She was a grown ass adult. That's so strange to me. I mean, like, I as weird as it sounds to say, like I can understand someone thinking that, but saying it just straight out is fun. I mean, that's it's really sad. Oh yeah, like I've been asked if I can dress myself. Um, when I say I can braid my hair, people are flabbergasted. Um, I've been tying my shoes like in a public place and been stopped and been like, can you tie your shoes again so I can watch you? 
what the fuck oh yeah people are weird people are weird well there's people that i mean i've seen people like with no arms doing wild stuff you know like there's like all kinds of stuff where people you know you just kind of learn how to do it and it's like the normal thing you know it would probably actually be weird for you if someone just straight up just gave you like a normal like you know a a straight up like two hands you know that are that are symmetrical or whatever however you want to say it Mm-hmm. it would be kind of tough to operate after you've been able to obviously do it successfully now. Yeah. Yeah. I've been asked, you know, probably maybe least my whole life, you know, would I ever want two normal hands or whatever? And when I was a kid, sometimes I would say yes. Sure. And probably about the time I was about 12, 13, I was just like, no, because I don't want to have to relearn how to do shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, so are you, are you left-handed? Mm-mm, I'm right-handed. So the hand that has the thumb is my dominant hand. That's my right hand. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're inverted because of the the zoom. Okay. So I was trying to think right now. Okay. Interesting. So, I mean, do you think that that's just by nature because of like how? I think most people are right-handed. However, I do know people who are disabled who, when they were growing up, like very, very little trying to do things, they kept trying to reach with their disabled arm. And they had to relearn how to do it with their right hand or their whatever hand that they had. Yeah, yeah. I know a couple of people like that who swear that they were left-handed or right-handed, but because of the disability on whatever side, they had to go to the op- opposite side. Huh. It's so interesting to me. It's just like, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that like, you know, all the different ways that people can be born and things like that. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm so dumb when it comes to medical stuff that none of it makes sense. But to me, it's just, it's wild. Like every single person is like a a little miracle as corny as that sounds to say. Agreed. It's just wild to me though, you know, and, and I don't know. It's if you're born with zero disabilities, zero health conditions, it is almost impossible. Right. Right. Like for me, heart, uh issues run in our family and i know that you've had you've been real open about like your open heart surgery as a child and stuff Mm -hmm. um that's not something that that we have necessarily but like high cholesterol um my dad has had like heart surgery not open heart but i I think a stint or something Mm -hmm. um but yeah if you're born like 100 percent healthy that is i mean you you won the lottery already basically it's insane yeah and you know you only get one body and yeah. it, it, it's your greatest asset. And what people also don't realize is you can be born healthy or normal or whatever you want to call it, you know, 10 fingers, 10 toes, you know, no other medical issues. And the disability community is the only community you can join at any point in your life and never go back from. That's interesting for sure. You can become gay and decide you're on gay and then become straight again. You can join a religion and then unjoin a religion. But once you're in the hmm. disability community and you can join at any point in your life, you're there forever. So what what's the idea about like being temporarily disabled? That's still, you're still in the. So like, are you talking like you have shoulder surgery and then, you know, your shoulder gets better and, you know, you were in a sling for a bit. I Would guess. you be temporary disabled? Like maybe it's just like a, a work term or something, but like you'll have like short-term disability and stuff like that. That's yeah. So usually that's probably. like you go have a surgery and then you return to full function. I'm talking like anyone could get into a car accident or a motorcycle accident or fall off a ladder or fall out of a tree or, you know, burn their hand, you know, to the point they can't use it or chop off a thumb. Like those things can happen at any point. Hmm. 
That's true. And then they don't grow back. So. And then you're staying there. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. So do you, do you think you said something really kind of interesting there that, that I hadn't heard said in a long time, like feeling that you're gay and then like going back to the straight community. Do you think that homosexuality is a choice for some people? I know that it's being really pushed onto people big time, like almost to the point where kids are getting groomed. And now, I mean, it's even to the point where you can't say the word groom anymore. Oh, I know. Right. It's wild. I think it's a choice for a lot. But what I've also noticed, I don't remember if I mentioned this on Master Debaters or not, but the uptick in vaccines and most vaccines, whether in research or in the actual product, contain aborted fetal cells. Go ahead and fact check me. Yeah. And they're, they're never completely removed from the product. And so whether it's in the very baby stages of research or the very end in manufacturing, there's always some type of residue and they've used male and female, right? And so if you've had any vaccine, you have, Ryan, female DNA in you from at least one of the vaccines. I have had vaccines and so I have to have male DNA in me. And so I personally think, because while being gay, did happen it wasn't the norm right until in my opinion we started vaccinating all these kids and more and more and more and then it became more prevalent and one could argue all which just became more accepted well did it like can you prove that it just became more accepted i really think that injecting a female with male dna on a regular basis before they hit puberty fucks with their development Mm. There's also something to be said about like the chemicals in like water. Yep. And you stuff. Know, I know Alex, and shit like that. Yeah. Like Alex Jones, you know, he gets kind of roasted. And, and I think that this was like a, a contrived thing, but you know, he says that the water's turning the frogs gay and all that stuff. There's some truth to that. And then right. also women consuming products constantly. And I hate to break it to people out there, but women are the only ones that can get pregnant in our society. And that, you, you know, know, when, when women are, pregnant and holding a baby and they're consuming stuff that they think is healthy sometimes there's some weird chemicals in there for sure that will mess with the kids like um i don't i I don't even know how to say it like their proclivities later in life i guess right well and you know your skin is your largest organ and so women put on makeup men don't put on makeup and we're just talking traditional gender roles here people like if you're mad go be mad somewhere else so (laughs) women wear makeup men don't wear makeup women while men can use like hair gel and things like that, women tend to use it more because they straighten their hair, they curl their hair, they use hairspray, things like that. Um, we'll do all the body lotions and we'll do the oils and we'll do the bath bombs and we'll do the bubble baths and we all have to smell pretty. So then we have all the perfumes. Mm-hmm. So we, as women, put on more chemicals on and in our body than men do. Mm. You know, that's an interesting thing too, because I heard, so I, I used to date a black girl a, while, a long time ago. We lived together for a while mm-hmm. and I asked her, and this sounds racist, but I asked her, I was like, why do black girls have like bigger butts? And like, why do you like, they have like, they're more like filled out legs and stuff like that. I asked her straight up and she was just like, well, because uh, our moms usually don't stop using all these chemicals when we're pregnant. She said that like flat out. And I didn't, I didn't really put two and two together, but she also said there's a specific like if you go to a Walmart, there's like a black hair section. Yeah. And there's, you know, and so it, it kind of makes you think 
is there something in those because we know that the government does not like black people for some reason nope. I, go look up it, this Tuskegee syphilis experiment people yeah upon many other things right i mean black wall street all kinds of different problems uh, uh, you can i mean basically long island and, and new york was set up so that the white people could be separated from the the black people and their like school buses couldn't get under these tunnels into black neighborhoods and stuff like that it's a historical thing just because they're making organizations like black lives matter it doesn't mean that they really believe it right no um but yeah there it makes me kind of wonder is there some weird chemicals in there that are screwing with these people and i mean there's a lot of health issues in the black community too a lot of diabetes they eat a lot of fattening food you know they call it soul food and stuff it, it, that that to me is wild to think you know like you said your skin's your biggest organ if you're putting this stuff the cocoa butter stuff i mean who knows i, I don't know if that makes any sense but it's just very strange to me that there's a separate section in a place like walmart for people that really should just get the same products that white people do so I know there is different like hair textures. Sure. And so I feel like that's a part of it. Um, my husband is adopted and he has, one of his sisters is adopted and she's black. And so apparently like you're, they're not supposed to wash their hair as often as white people because it does something to the texture of the hair and it apparently can like actually damage it. What's it so called I'm, like 4C or something? The hair? Yeah. There's like different textures. And so I guess the coarser, I think it is, um, has to be treated differently. And so to me, okay, some of that makes sense, but in grant you, I've never gone and looked full disclosure, but there are, I have heard of like natural ways for like my hair to do instead of doing shampoo and conditioner, um, natural options. I don't know if that's available in the black community. I also don't know if they even look at those things right or if it's as common to try and find alternatives um mm. you know and to your point they as a higher percentage are on food stamps they are reliant on the government and so they may not be able to afford the healthier alternatives as we call them um yeah and a lot of the schools that they go to then they get the free lunches, the government lunches, and those are shit. Like, and so it, I feel like it's a perpetuating cycle that the government keeps them in, to be honest. I don't think it's their fault in any way, shape, or form. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. Some, because I feel like you can get yourself out of it, but at the same time, the system is definitely holding them back. And yeah, you have to be, I think, more motivated to get yourself out. Cause like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm white, I'm 25% Mexican. Uh, if I, I feel like if I was black, I probably would not be where I am today. And, and I'm, I'm as like, I'm pretty conservative, right? Like, but like with my personality, I feel like I'm a, like I said, I'm a dirtbag. I, I really don't, I don't try hard in life. I feel like there is a disadvantage that the black people have for sure. And if I had the same personality and everything was the exact same, but I was black, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. And that is sad. That's sad that yeah. a lot of these people have to try very hard my parents were able to build some sort of wealth um because my grandparents were you know during the jim crow days and stuff they were white so they were able to to you know build up some wealth for themselves but yeah it's 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 just interesting to me but yeah there's a lot of like um white people just kind of skating by in the system and there's not as many many black people doing that and and if you listen to my show 
I don't like, I'm not one of these social justice warriors or anything like that. I'm not sitting there being like, we need to do more for these communities or anything. I don't, I don't think that, but it, you know, we're also not the ones that put these people in this position. So it's just kind of like tough to, it's sad, but there's nothing we can do and there's nothing that we should be accountable for. Well, and are there people that I think truly need to be in the system or get government help? Yes. Okay. My sister has cerebral palsy. She's never going to live on her own. She can't really hold down a job. Um, yes, my parents support her right now, but eventually they're going to get older and then they can't work. And so people like that, yes. Um, but what's wild to me is I've been told I could go on full disability simply because of my hand. Oh, wow. But you don't, you choose not to. Right. Huh. And some people tweak their back and they go on full disability. I know people that do that. Right. And so, but when you're on full disability, because at one point I was like, okay, let me see what this entails. Sure. Well, you, if you go on full disability, you can have a, like some type of job, but you can't make more than X number of dollars. You can't have more than X number of dollars in your bank account because they track that too. Cause that's how they put stuff in. Like my sister can't have more than a certain amount of money in her bank account or they'll cut her off Medicare. And mm. so my parents literally have to take it out and put it in cash or use it to pay, you know, their mortgage or whatever, you know, the rent or whatever. Um, and it's, I feel like that's how some people, not that my sister is taking advantage of it, but that's how some people can is, you know, they, they pull stuff out and there's, there's ways, but then there's the people that the single moms who live with a guy, but won't get married because then they lose all the benefits Yeah. or the only reason they fight for custody or at least 50, 50 custody is because if they have 50, 50, then they get to keep the free schooling from the government. They get to keep the free food stamps. They get to keep the free, you know, rent stuff. Like that's my stepdaughter's mom right there. Like she just, all the government money, gimme, 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 and purposely <laughs> won't work more than a certain more of hours. Cause then she'll disqualify for benefits. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting to me that, and, and people use the system and I'm, I'm for it in a, in a certain, ex, to a certain extent, but it, it, cause I mean, we get screwed over the taxpayer really gets oh, screwed yeah. over. I believe big time. I mean, I try and say it without saying it the tax system, you know, do the math in your own head, how I feel about that. But I think any way that you can get around doing that is the way to go, right? Any way possible, because I mean, your, your money is getting sent to Ukraine right now. Your money is literally getting sent to your enemies. People that are in five or 10 years, if we make it that long, are going to freaking be, you know, it's same thing as ISIS, right? We're funding the new ISIS with Ukraine. Well, it's like, we have to pay, it's Medicare, right? We have to pay into Medicare for and social security and all that stuff. That's not going to be around when we're 60. That's going to be around in 30 years for us. It sure doesn't seem like it. Like that's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. The system doesn't seem to be built on anything that'll last, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah. So I get that. I, I, I used to think that it was real scummy to get on food stamps and do all this stuff and all that, you know, taking advantage of the government and all this stuff. I used to think that, right. Cause you kind of groomed, to think that in school, right? Like, you know, be an honest member of society, do everything right. Don't commit any kind of crime, whether it be violent or, yep. you know, white collar or whatever. Now I'm like, dude, as long as you're not hurting anyone physically, do it. Fuck it. You know, I I've even become like more sympathetic to people that get caught shoplifting. 
I used to think it was straight, like horribly, you know, it's horrible to steal, right? Not if you're stealing from Walmart. I mean, who cares? You know, these people are, they're, they're, they're stealing from you. They pay less taxes for the amount of money that they make than you do or than I do. So would you look down upon someone uh, under that premise if they stole from a small business as opposed to Walmart? Like is, is one worse than the other? I think so. 100%. I mean, I've stolen from Walmart many times. Okay. But I've never <laughs> stolen from a small family owned business ever in my life. And I never would. Um, but yeah. And, and for the record, like I'm not going out there telling people to steal, but I, I don't see it as a crime. If you steal from Walmart, they've been stealing from us for a long time, you know, and, and it's not it, just because it's, it's okay. Lawfully doesn't mean that it's okay. Like morally, you know, there's poison regulated by the FDA. The FDA allows poison to be in our food. It's legal, but it's immoral, right? right? I saw this great quote from some page. I forget exactly who it was, but it was about that Aunt Jemima stuff where they took mm-hmm. the black lady off the bottle because it's like, oh, dude, this is racist. You're idolizing or you're uh, fetishizing or whatever the hell they're saying. Mm-hmm. And they took off the black lady off the label, but they kept the same poison, high fructose corn syrup crap in the syrup. So it's this cosmetic change that makes people with a certain mindset feel better. Oh, good. We're not putting a black lady's face on a, a bottle of soap, which to me, that's very racist. Can you only put white people on bottles or not? soap syrup, sorry. Can you only put white people on products? Because at that point, well, you're, and that's you're what's happened it. now. There's no black people on anything. Or Indians so, with Land or O'Lakes Indians, or Native Americans. Or sorry. Native Americans. <laughs> they got rid of the Land O'Lakes guy. Like, so isn't the thing that you were angry about now happening because of you because now yeah. there's only white people well yeah you're only putting up white people on a pedestal now like it's the same thing like i'm a big comedy fan you can't make jokes about black people or mexicans or minorities of any kind you can only joke about straight white people right now mostly men you don't really want to make fun of women either because you know that's sexist if all that you're talking about is straight white men you're putting them up on a pedestal right and i happen to be a straight white man Dude, it's not I, I think it's wrong that we're the only ones that are able to be made fun of because then you're you're you can't make fun of like the elite in society. Right. That's always how it's been. Mm-hmm. Why are we only allowed to make fun of of one one type of person? You know, it's it's goofy to me. It's very, very strange. So culture is being shifted again, you know, kind of t- to tie it back to what we were talking about. It's fascist in the most strange way. It's a bunch of really kind-hearted people that are militarizing their kindness to be fascist. And all that fascism is is government and corporations working together to complete an agenda. That's really what it is. And that's that's being done right now. But it's done in such an opposite way than what we've seen in the history books that people are falling for hook, line, and sinker. And it's it's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse, I think. There are some strong people out there that are pushing against it. But the the system is too strong. It's gotta it's gotta get a little bit worse before it gets better. I think as far as like the stupid virtue signaling crap, it's well, wild. And for me, <clears throat> the whole the virtue signaling, the <laughs> putting people on a pedestal, like it seems to go against everything that they say. And it's this weird dichotomy of everything that they seem to be yelling against is exactly what they're doing, but they don't see it that way. 
And my favorite thing is when they're like, oh, well, the government would never do that, or the FDA would never do that, or the CDC would never do that. And to be fair, I used to be that person to an extent. Of course, the CDC is looking out for our best interest. Of course, the FDA uh-huh. is looking out for us. I honestly thought that because that Everyone was does. indoctrinated. Mm. I like, of, of course, the Jabberwockies are good and things like that. Like, I, I was that person. And then I opened my eyes and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It's, and it's a, it's almost a, it's like a low level trauma. And, and that, that might sound laughable to someone that's had, you know, tough times in life or, or, you know, gone through serious trauma. My girlfriend's had trauma, serious trauma, you know, crazy stuff has happened to her in her life. Um, I, you've talked about your life a lot. It, it sounds like, you know, saying something like that is trauma is probably laughable to you. Right. But people have different thresholds and they have different ways that they can like, you know, relate to their past, right? The, the tougher your past has been, I feel like the better your future is going to be in a way, right? And not, not always, but uh, it's like a good general rule. Maybe it's oversimplification, but um, I know people have been traumatized by like the Q, QAnon stuff and they think that they're star seeds. Now there's one lady in particular, that's very interesting to me. Um, nice lady and everything, but I think that she suffers now from disassociative identity disorder because of the QAnon stuff. She was so straight laced and really sweet and nice. And then she starts learning that her government are a bunch of pedophiles that torture and, and rape and, and hurt kids. Right. Uh, that will make someone that's a little bit weak minded disassociate from reality and start thinking that they are a star seed. Right. I don't believe in star seeds personally. I, I think that maybe people do like you, like how you say that you have like this gift. I don't know if you would, how you feel about star seeds. I would believe that if you can, can harness energy, maybe that's something that's, that's helpful to people. Right. I, I'm not very familiar with Reiki. I've heard of it, but um, I'm interested how you feel about like star seeds stuff. I don't know. It's one of those things where, just like a lot of topics, I entertain a lot of information about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear all the sides. Part of me feels like we're here for a purpose. I do believe in reincarnation um, in multiple lives. I think there's something more that we don't understand what that something is. I don't, I, I don't know if I could put an English term on it. Mm. So maybe some people call it star seeds. Maybe some people just call it a past life. Maybe people just call it the collective memory. Like, I don't really know. And I feel like sometimes what happens, whether it's in spirituality or religion or the conspiracy realm or whatever, people get stuck on a label. And then the argument becomes about the definition of that label and not the topic itself. Mm. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like starseed, like, I don't know, like, but there's people, I, I try not to get stuck in labels. I, because I feel like that narrows the ability of you to have a productive conversation in a lot of cases, Yeah, yeah. because just like some people call it God, some people call it Jesus. Some people call it Yahweh. Some people call it Yeshua. Some people call it source. Some people call it mother nature. And for, we could all be talking about the exact same thing, but if you get stuck on the fact that we're not all calling it God, that's can a lot of times where a conversation can end. Sure. 
Yeah. And then to take that further, some people call it the universe. Some people say Allah, whatever. So yeah, right. I get what you're saying. Um, and, and as for the labels, I mean, that's an interesting thing too. I actually recently learned looking into spirituality stuff, like trying to kind of like go against it. The term love is a very negative term, like historically speaking. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Mm-mm. but love, I guess, according to like biblical scholars, like, you know, kind of more not mainstream ones, but love means anything uh, scripturally evil or general hatred is what love mm-hmm. means. When you tell someone that you love them, supposedly you're kind of like putting it out into the universe that you hate them. So well, that's, that's kind of interesting. Well, that's like um, good morning, I've heard, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we think of morning, well, morning as in the dead, like M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And so then why are you starting off your day like that? And, you know, and so then some people were like, oh, well, then you're casting a spell because spelling, and then they go down that rabbit hole. And so then they get really careful with the words that they say and things like that. And if that's what you're interested in, more power to you. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people then will switch to like grand risings or things like that. And sometimes like, I think it's fun and I'll say it, but grand risings, that's kind yeah, of fun, grand yeah. risings. Um, and I just think it's fun, but I also don't think if I say good morning, then I'm going to be sending a curse to somebody to have a bad day. Right. Oh, sure. But there's people who do. And so this is where I'm like, I entertain a lot of different things, but there's very few subjects that I have a hard set definition on. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the the reason that it came up for me was that like Luciferians and stuff, instead of saying like when they say a prayer, they'll say uh, instead of like in Jesus's name, I pray amen or whatever, they'll say with love and light and love and light sounds real positive. But when you say love, it's basically in their version or in their language, um, light being Luciferian enlightenment, right? Because like in the dark fire creates light and fire is hell, right? This is okay. I I was actually listening to, to Grimerica talk about this where fire was never meant to be an element it was actually supposed to be the sun but like the luciferian you know power players or whatever created replaced fire with the sun right sun gives light love all that shit but they took that and and made it fire so when they say with love and light they're saying with hate and lucifer is basically how they're how they're ending their prayers right so that to me is interesting for sure. I don't, I don't know if it's true. I, I'm not a Luciferian, but I think that high level people in this society, um, in the Luciferian society and satanic societies, which are different, those people I think know, right? Just like there's horrible people at the top of Catholicism, mm-hmm. horrible people at the top of Judaism, all the religions, all the groups, all the societies, there's bad people at the top of these things, it seems. And uh, there's great people. I know some Satanists that are really nice people, right? They're not they're not out there trying to hurt people or hurt kids or anything. They're just, you know, kind of rebelling against the religion is what they think. But people at the top are controlling this narrative and they're they're making people think that, you know, you're just going against the idea of God. You're not you're not worshiping any darkness. You're just saying, hey, the Vatican's done some bad things in the past. We're going to go against that by starting a church of Satan or a temple of set or any of this stuff, but there's some dark meanings to it. So, it, so it's... for you personally, mm-hmm. like if I in my head, if I th- think I'm saying love and light, I'm thinking it's totally positive. Sure. You're saying the Luciferians to them, it's this dark, evil thing. Um, so is it what the Luciferians think or is it how I my intention behind it 
who's right. Right. Like, I, think, I feel like anyone can twist it. So I'm curious what you. Yeah. So I think um, there's something to be said about intent for sure. Like when I tell my mom and my dad that I love them, I know I'm not saying I hate them. Right. right. But I think that that's a slippery slope, too, because some people think it's OK to have sex with kids. I know that's a huge jump. But this is like if you're if your intention and in having in, in engaging in pedophilia acts is you have love for that kid and it's not to be harmful your intent is to love the kid you're still really harming somebody by doing that right all right so, i'll play along all right again it's a huge jump i'm making the most the most but it drastic... isn't it isn't I, I i understand your thought process yeah it's a i mean i i'll acknowledge that it's a it's a jump but um i think that the, the, the original meaning of things i think that that is very powerful for sure when you have like people like the the Smith family, Will Will Smith and that freak that he's with, right? They they end their prayers with love and light. The Kardashians do it. The United Nations promotes that, and they these people I don't think are good. I don't want to do anything that these people are really doing, right? Especially the UN. But uh, yeah, there you have a good point. Intention is a lot. I think that that's probably ninety percent of anything that we do. If you're going out there and you're trying to do something good and it backfires and it's something bad, you were trying to do the right thing. That's the thought that counts is that cliche that we yep. hear so often. Right. Um, but I don't think that the thought is everything. I thought, I think that the thought counts, but the thought's not everything. There is that little, little bit that I think is sending something negative out there. When you say some of these terms, you said it yourself, spelling, casting a spell. Sometimes you can feel really good by doing something really bad. Right. True. I know like drinking, right. Drinking booze. It's my intent to just enjoy myself, but my body is taking a hit by this a little bit, right? There's, there's actual real tangible things I think that happen, whether the intention is good or not. So I don't know if I answered your question. It's a tough thing to answer the straight no, no, up no. though. So follow-up question. Sure. I feel like everything could be perverted, right? Absolutely. So you had said, well, the original meaning of the word, that's what matters how do we know what the original meaning was? How do we know what the original intent was? Because then if you go back to, okay, well, it's in a book. Well, one book says this, one book says this. How do we know what's true? And then it, for me, that goes back to, you know, um, they do a lot of things with like, what is it? Gematria, right? Yeah. But it's only in the English language. And a lot of these times when I hear people talking about, um, you know, how the English words can be broken down, I forget who it was, but I messaged him and I was like, well, have you heard about people doing this with other languages? You know, German, French, Swahili, like anything. Like, have you heard of anybody doing this with any other language at all? They're like, well, no. I was like, so it's only ever English you've ever come across, you know, people taking spelling, morning versus morning. Like, and they're like, yeah. And they could, and they just kind of left this weird, like, puzzled like i've never thought about that before so then what is it with the english language how do we know what the true meaning was well the english language is interesting because they call it the language of business right like it's mm -hmm. the, it's it's a it is the the most like powerful language out there really i mean and, and it's relatively new i think in the holy roman empire is really like when this iteration of it was created because you have old english right you yeah. have like different spellings and things like that um like morning was a good one that you used. 
but like old English, they spell things very differently. But for some reason, this modern language that we're using in this modern day version of Rome and this weird society that we're living in, that's very, very driven by, by the merchant, right? Like it's, it's driven by purchasing and consuming, not just in the United States, the United States gets a bad rap with their capitalism and stuff. It's the world. It really is. I mean, there's, there's some spots in the world that are unfortunate and they can't even think about purchasing things because they're unfortunately just trying to get clean water and food and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, Let's just say the, the evolved world. I know that that's a a, a kind of a cruel term, but like the, the modern world, it's uh, it's driven by the English language. So I think that's why it's used so, so often, but Gematria is there's the, the Jewish, the simple and the, english versions of gamacho right but yeah i haven't seen anyone really taken like chinese words or uh you know other powerful languages russian any of that stuff uh and doing that but i think that that also has something to say about how powerful english is if that makes sense but yeah it's a good thought though maybe take some words and like translate a phrase and when they're like this is demonic or this this adds up to 666 what does it add up to in in chinese Mm -hmm. right or spanish or anything it's a good thought. I mean, I, I maybe it because most uh, Americans are the conspiracy theorists and we're the ones that are interested in this stuff because we have the time. We have the the ability to not worry about clean clean food and better living conditions. So we have the time to let our brains run a little well, wild. And our internet is a little less censored than China or some of the other places too. So maybe it's because we're able to look up this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, China, China I mean, I'd be interested to see if they even know about gematria right it, it's as far as i know it's a it's an old like jewish thing like a from what i understand yeah and i know they're like the jewish the old jewish um like orthodox jews they're very big into numerology and things like that and there are certain parts of the torah that is maybe it's not the torah exactly but there is a book where it is basically magical spells of sorts the talmud maybe yes thank you yeah yeah, numbers are, are, I mean, they make up everything. They're everywhere. So, I mean, why wouldn't it be in our language and stuff too? But, um, and, and the way that I know how the, the you know, Judaism thinks and stuff, they think that all that really matters is the United States and Israel, right? They don't, they don't really care. Israel itself doesn't care about other places in the world, it seems. And I've actually been researching a lot that, that Israel, which was founded a lot more recently than people think. I mean, it was made after World War II, essentially, it was 1948. Like the 1950s, right? It was founded? 1948 okay. is when it was founded formally. I mean, it's referenced in the Bible and stuff. That area has been a thing. But basically, they, they, they kind of took um, part of like what, what the Palestinians call their, their land, right? And then and they made that. But yeah, they say that like the United States' only purpose to even being in existence is to protect Israel. And so this is where you get like the Zionism and all this stuff. And so the again, when something is just Jewish and, and English, maybe it's not, you know, something that's really based in reality. It's more of a like dogmatic approach to things. Gematria is a fun one, though. It's fun to like get into that and be like, oh, dude, you see that this lines up with this and like it all, you know. But it is kind of one of those like tinfoil hat wearing things where it's like, man, is there any validity to this? Because you can take three different versions of the word yep. and you can make it add up to whatever you want. So it's fun, though. I like Jumanji. Do you mess with that? Do you like enjoy it at all? Or like kind of get I, like, I, I played around with it a little bit. Like I put in my name, my married name, my husband's name, my husband's uh, like birth name and his adopted name. Like just seeing what, you know, different things uh, 
came up, I didn't really take any of it to heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, you shouldn't, I don't think. Like, but it, but it was fun to play around with. Like, yeah. um, although we did get married on Tuesday, 2-22-2022 at 2-22 in the afternoon. So. Ooh, and Tuesday's the day of war, too. I don't know. Listen, I liked all the twos. I thought it was fun. There was no other significance behind it besides the fact that I liked it. And I figured it'd be really hard for him to forget it. Nice. That's actually, <laughs> that's a good point too. <laughs> Men are bad with dates. I'll tell you that right now, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's fun to think about that kind of stuff. But I think that a lot of those things are distractions, right? Like when you, yep. when you get into more, more valid things and that's, that's my big beef with spirituality. You know, I, I bring it up a lot because I, I think that it is a lot of misdirection. And I have a I have a problem with the way that um, so many people are being fooled by it. I think right now, and yeah. Can you expand on how you do how you think the distraction or how they're being fooled? Yeah. So I mean, uh, the United Nations promotes spirituality, but they don't do it on like the forefront of society. It was basically created by something that was called the Lucifer Publishing Company back in 1921 or 22, if I'm not mistaken by this lady, Alice Bailey. I don't know if you've heard of her or anything, but um, so the Lucifer publishing company was created. And then she met a dude named Foster Bailey that worked with the UN. And he was also the secretary of the theosophical society started by Madame Blavatsky. Really, really interesting group of people that basically try and merge Eastern religion and Eastern meditation with Western religion and Western capitalism, right? It's, It's this weird thing that they do and people are really attracted to it when they find out about it and i was attracted to it and i started looking into it and it is that one world religion that the united nations is pushing for they talk about it constantly they want a one world government a one world leader a one world religion economy a currency everything they want one person ruling everything and this is what the bible will tell us is the antichrist whoever that is is the antichrist um so again with that in mind the Lucifer Publishing Company changes their name a couple years after they start in order to publish United Nations works. So they, they know with the name Lucifer Publishing, you can't get involved with the United Nations if the United Nations is trying to be this beacon of hope for society with how many people associate Lucifer with negativity, right? Um, so the UN with the Lucius Trust is promoting spirituality. They tell they they have this thing called World Invocation Day, which was uh, June 14th of this year. And they literally try and tell everyone that that cares to do this, that you know, all the spiritual people that follow them, they say, in your prayers, in your normal meditation, uh, let's try and invoke the coming one. They call it the coming one. I actually have a video we can play if you're interested in seeing this. So hang on. So but what you're describing sounds like a religion and hear me out because I know a lot of people who are spiritual or describe themselves as spiritual who basically they have a lot of Christian like beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not just Christianity that they're focused in. And there's maybe parts of Judaism that they connect with or parts of, um, Muslim Uh, that they connect with, or I mean, Islam, sorry, Islam that they connect with, or, you know, something um, Buddhism that they connect with. And so for them, it's not spirituality as you're defining it. And 
what I found is a lot of people in the spirituality community actually don't have the same beliefs at all. Mm-hmm. We're all different. And it's just a term that is used because everyone likes labels. Everyone likes boxes and they're Christian, but not quite Christian or they're Jewish, but not quite Jewish. And so it becomes spiritual, mm-hmm. but they're, I don't know anyone who's spiritual in the way you're describing it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that when you're, when you're taking spots of different religions that you identify with the way that I've read and the way that I see to make sense is that this is kind of exactly what these institutions are trying to do, where it's trying to take parts of Christianity, parts of Islam, parts of Hindu, Taoism, Buddhism, atheism, even, and put it under one thing one spiritual umbrella you're taking all these different parts you're making a modern day tower of babel basically but you have to take all the same like everyone would then have to subscribe to all of those same parts and i feel like that a lot of people in the spirituality community aren't going to do it i know people who are in the spirituality community who don't like reiki i know people sure. in the spirituality community who don't believe in the bible i know people in the spirit so i feel like the un could try and do this but there's so many different beliefs and my part of my issue with christianity is um they are mainly catholicism and lutheranism because i've asked them both this question yeah how do you know yours is right how do you (laughs) know that everyone else is going to go to hell well i just do yeah it's in the bible okay well the protestants use the same bible the episcopalians use the same bible the Lutherans use the same bible the catholics use the same bible all you say everyone else is going to hell except your specific religion yet you're all using the same book so how do you know you're right? And no one can answer me. Well, they won't tell you it's a fear tactic. It's it's there. It's a business. Religion is a business. So Agreed. I and I feel that spirituality is becoming a religion. It's the new age religion that they talk about. Right. This is what just from my research with the Lucius Trust, um, you know, World Goodwill, the Arcane School, Triangles, all these things that they operate, and then the Temple of Understanding, which is this. I mean, it's a it's a very demonic church that the temple of understanding is it's in the i think it's excuse me it's saint john the divine and they they are what are they episcopalian or something a church in new york and they're a church a christian church that does a halloween festival inside where people are dressed up as demons there's a a a skeleton of jesus on a cross in this massive church and on the the pillars of the church there's like the Twin Towers falling, and this is in 1997, this thing was built. The Twin Towers are falling. There's an apocalyptic New York City. There's uh, floods. There's demons walking around holding like giant spiders. I mean, I can pull up some pictures too because it's wild. But, you know, the, these these institutions that promote this one world religion seem to just go against Christianity. And there's meanwhile, while these people are doing this, there is some horrible Christians out there that are running the Catholic church and running all these different things, right? That, cause that, I mean, this all falls under the umbrella of Christianity. These people, I think are Luciferian or satanic, whatever you want to call them, even though, you know, there is a, a clear difference. Um, for some reason, it seems that the Christian hierarchy is also working with this one world religion in order to get people away from Christianity get people away from the main religions. And then once people are so divided on, you know, like how you said, you know, there's different people in taking like different aspects of different Mm -hmm. religions and and applying them in their own way. 
once people are so divided, uh, Albert Pike, a high level Freemason, was saying that their end goal is to because they since they see Christians and atheists alike, uh, the exact same in their eyes, they will break their system down so completely all at once that it will leave room for someone to enter in. And the United Nations believes that this is Maitreya. This is the fifth and final Buddha because they seem to follow Hinduism and Buddhism. And there's a big push for this. You see a lot of people meditating, a lot of people trying to invoke positive energy. And I think 99 plus percent of people that are doing this meditative stuff and, uh, you know, doing what they themselves will even call witchcraft, full moon meditation, shit like that. I think that more than 99% of them don't know what they're doing and it just makes them feel positive about doing it. They might feel cool or whatever. And I think that there's some sort of negative energy that comes behind this. I don't care about intent on this because I think that there is something you're opening some sort of portal. You're opening yourself up to energy when you're invoking versus evoking, right? You're invoking something and maybe you don't know exactly what you're getting yourself into here. And when more and more people are doing it on a global scale, I mean, we got a very spiritual country right now and our country is really going to shit, you know? So how, how do you describe yourself then? What religion do you subscribe to or do you not subscribe to any religion? I, I like the work of Jesus. I don't really know too much about it, to be honest. I don't follow anything to 100%. Like I'm, I'm not on board with any of it. Um, I don't meditate. I don't do any of that stuff. Um, I will do what some people call like manifest. Like I think constantly about what I want. I want my podcast to grow. Um, I hate my job very much. So I'm trying to do this more full time. Um, So I'll do some manifestation type things, but I don't like calling it that because I don't just sit there and constantly think about my podcast will get bigger. I'll be able to do this full time. I don't, I, I take steps to actually do it. So as far as like what I consider myself, I just, I try to do like what I think Jesus would do. But not, not the, in the sense where, you know, the Bible will tell you that he was a spiritual dude where he's like real Zen and like, you know, he's kind of like this beta dude, but he was, he sounded kind of like a badass. If you really look into him, he'd flip tables over and, you know, beat people up and stuff if they were hurting people. And, yep. and you know, he would stick up for weak people um, versus now. I think you see a lot of the spiritual push being like, just you know don't if they're fighting over there let them do their thing you know focus on yourself and and yourself is if you change yourself you can change the world i don't i don't see that to be true i think that we have to there comes a time to like fight for things and stand up for other people that that may not have the ability to do it themselves um i know one of the original very spiritual religions taoism they literally created that uh the same when confucianism was really powerful and they called it the other path because confucianism was the path Taoism they called the other path and people that didn't identify with confucianism considered themselves spiritual and so they started Taoism, and they literally retreated into the woods got chased out of their homes and ran into the woods instead of fighting for their damn homes you know like because the these these spirits or these, this energy was telling them Hey, it's not worth it. Don't fight. Just go hide, go do your own thing. And, and basically, you know, hide under the desk as the, you know, like during the cold war era stuff, just hide and, 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 you know, blend in and, and go back to nature and stuff, man. I, I think that, that that's a, a sad way to look at it. I think if you have something that's worth fighting for fight for it. 
Agreed. And that, there's nothing spiritual about that. I don't think, you know, some people will say that there is, but again, spirituality is a very loose term, but I see it being pushed and I see, um, I see a lot of, of shit going on in the world because of it personally. It's a very, it's funny because I can see it both ways. Right. And I'm one of those people that I try and look at everything from every angle and not, uh, judge or, you know, ha- come in with a preconceived notion. Um, Obviously, I do have my own beliefs to an extent, but I'm always willing to hear everyone else's. Yeah. So. Well, that's good. I mean, it, it's nice to to have a conversation right here. I was trying to find um, this wild uh, church here, these pictures. Oh, with that um, Halloween thing? Yeah. Am I able to share my screen with you really quick? We, just yeah. so I can show you this? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, and, and, you know, your audience might enjoy just kind of looking at this because this is uh, the Temple of Understanding, which goes to the UN. I don't know if you're familiar with their meditation room there at the UN. No, I, I, I know. I've seen it. I've seen it. So these people, along with the Lucius Trust, are behind the construction of that, that building or that, okay. that room. And it's a very weird room. Um, there's a big, giant magnetic slab in the middle. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like 6.5 tons given by the Swedish government. And um, just some weird stuff. But yeah, here is the church for the Temple of Understanding. This is a pillar outside of it. And this was made in 1997. There's waves coming over there right there. Yeah. This is the Twin Towers falling. You can see smoke billowing up right there from the the collapse of the towers. Looks very Um, something like, uh, what's the movie where it's the giant flood in New York? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, 2012 or the the day after tomorrow. The day after tomorrow. Yeah. So this is another one here. You have a bus falling off of the uh, Manhattan Bridge or whatever that is. Oh, right? yep, yep. Uh, falling into the water. Um, demons running around. This is like the New York Stock Exchange building. Yeah. Demons running around. I mean, that's clearly a skeleton. Yeah, there's clearly a skeleton. There's no. Yeah. So uh, that's the New York Stock Exchange. That's a, a picture of the actual real one. And then the, you know, the one portrayed there. Okay. And there's a great quote about this with that and the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty being the great prostitute who sits on many waters. People, multitudes, na- people, multitudes nations, and languages holding a golden cup. She rules over the kings of the earth, right? And then you have the New York Stock Exchange being merchants of the earth who grew rich from her. Excessive luxuries weeping because nobody buys their goods anymore so these things are um on display at this weird church where they do this festival this is the festival for this within the church there yeah um, that's supposed to be some reference to jesus which is very strange yeah it is. um this is like what the 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 clergyman will dress up in outfits like this and do dances uh on halloween which is strange again sort of a dead looking pope right um they bless animals in there like the pale horse of death they'll they'll do they'll take bulls uh sort of a mithraic reference so i know in catholicism there is a i can't can't remember right now but basically they used to bring all the animals in there they would do blessings of the animals because i remember being in catholic school and you know having you know, people bringing their pets and pictures of their pets and their pets were getting blessed and things like that. So that's weird though. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of a more pagan thing I feel, but, and I always wondered in Catholicism too, because 
there's all the saints and you're supposed to pray to the saints because they're your gateway to God because you can't just talk to Jesus. And that never made sense to me. And in every Catholic altar, did you know there's a relic of a supposed saint in every Catholic altar? I did not. Yep. It's not always the one of the name of the church. So if it's like St. Justin, it's not always St. Justin in the altar, but every Catholic altar has a physical relic in that altar. um, And that's what makes it a Catholic church. Huh? That's really weird. Yeah. There's some, there's quite a few interesting columns here. There's one that I was trying to find where there's a baby being born out of a flower and it look oh right here it looks like i mean it looks kind of gross but that's that's on the the outside of the church there too okay it kind of looks like a flower kind of doesn't also look like a flower kind of looks like a vagina if i'm being honest but i can also see the flower because it maybe like i i don't know i like can, I, I can see both ways i can see right? both ways yeah it's just it's interesting to me that that this is like something that's really you know, a prevalent thing. There's the four horsemen under one of these guys. There's the Kabbalic uh, tree right there. Okay. The tree of Kabbalah. Um, so yeah, it's just an interesting aspect that, that this is for some reason, there's a church in Manhattan that is uh, the house of the, the United Nations temple of understanding. And what they're trying to do is they're, they're promoting this idea of every religion just being under one rather than, you know, me being, let's say, let's say you're Christian and I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. We don't disagree or, or we don't agree on everything, but mm-hmm. we don't have to fight about it. Yeah. Why don't we just celebrate our differences a little bit instead of being like, well, no, this is the right way. It's a really, really insidious way. And and they use words like love and light and positivity and all this stuff to get everyone to be like, oh yeah, I'm spiritual. That, that I resonate with that message of like, believe in what you want and you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone, because don't forget the United Nations is always is also the ones telling you that, you know, pedophilia will be okay in the future and things like this. You know, they're they're doing a lot of dark stuff, but since a lot of people agree with spirituality and the push there of this new age, they they kind of turn a blind spot to that. So it's just something that I is I'm completely obsessed with right now. Do you think that so obviously Christianity um isn't the oldest religion is an older religion, but there are ones that are much older. Judaism is obviously older. Um, And then there's other ones that are much older. So how do you, we call it new age spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of the creation myths, whether it's when within a specific culture or a religion, they're all have this very similar thread. You know, there's typically a great flood story, a similar creation story, things like that. So is it new age or is it to your point of history um, rhyming? Is it new age or is it something from the past that we just don't remember? It very well could be. Um, as far as I know, Hinduism is the oldest known religion. And this is uh, something that they're trying to get back to big time. I think that they're, I think that they make it seem like um, that they're trying to push for this new religion that we haven't heard of. But I think, and this is my comic book mind kind of kicking in here. I feel like there are two factions. One wants like more Kabbalah and one wants like Hinduism and Buddhism. And I think that the Hinduism Buddhism one is really winning right now because that's a very spiritual couple of religions, right? They believe in, you know, worshiping earth and they have many gods and, you know, all kinds of different names and um, 
it's pretty spiritual, right? I mean, like getting into the idea of meditating and all this stuff. I don't know. I mean, it, again, it's it's not clear, but I know that the UN's pushing it, and it's clear that they're pushing it if you look into it. And I don't agree with the UN on anything. I, I Fair. think that they're Fair. they're you know so and and I've said this to many people I've spoken with. You know, if the devil's real, or let's just let instead of calling it the devil, let's call it evil. If evil's real, and I tend to think it is. Um, Evil's not going to come to you and try and get you on its side by saying that we're going to we're going to burn you in fire for eternity after you die. We they they come to you and say you're going to have everything that you ever wanted and it's going to be really nice for you and we're teaching you the things that that you're not going to learn by this oppressive god that you're living under, or this oppressive good, right? Um cuz they see themselves as as liberators. Lucifer is the light bearer. He's the he's the one that rebelled against the tyrant god. And created his own kingdom where everything is, you know, do what you want. You know, Alistair Crowley said, do as thou wilt, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess you can, but we can see what's right at the end, I guess. I, I don't want to take that risk. I'd rather just be good. I'd rather not fall into the, the 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 words that the United Nations is saying personally. And they just recently declared war on people that are going against what they're pushing. It's like, dude, you know, you can't, you can't act like you're trying to do this like open everyone's welcome thing but they have to agree with everything that you're pushing come on man like right. there's it's very very dark what they're doing and i mean you're a very intelligent person clearly like I, i've heard you talk on a lot of different when we when we were talking on uh master debaters you had some really great points and even right here you're you're making me think about this very well so i appreciate it but I think if if everyone was looking into this Lucius Trust and everyone was looking into the past and not only what the what the United Nations is pushing with spirituality and a one world religion, but also looking into um, like if everyone was looking into that and focusing on that, I think that they would come to a similar conclusion that I am. Where why do why do we want to take this from them and and fall into it? You know, again, it sounds positive, but they're good at marketing. They're good at, at, at getting, getting people to, to agree with them without even really knowing. And it's, it's freaky to me. Like I said, I, I freaked out earlier about this stuff and I've been looking into it for a couple of months now and you just keep turning over new rocks that are just darker and darker. It's weird. Were you raised Christian in any way, shape or form, Catholic, Lutheran, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, whatever flavor? No, I was actually raised uh, somewhat Christian, but not really. My dad is totally, I mean, I've never seen my dad in a church before. Uh, you know, my mom and dad are still together and everything. But like my mom wanted me to get that. Uh, like I've never been baptized even, right? Okay. Like this is something that is weird to a lot of people when I start talking about this. But yeah, I've never been baptized. I, I went to church a few times as a kid, didn't like it. And this is what kind of started getting me into like, I thought maybe I was like meant to be more into like, you know, dark shit like Satan and you know, start doing, and I actually have like shirts here that I made with this clothing company that I have to have like satanic symbols on them and shit. Right. Because like, I thought that because I didn't like going to church, I must be a Satanist. Right. And then I realize now that like, you don't need to fall into either one of those groups. You can do your own thing. But I think when everyone starts calling it spiritual, it becomes a new religion. Right. Okay. People will call consumerism a religion. There's a, Fair. there's a great definition. Um, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it's like, uh, you know, anything that people put faith and superiority into, that's a mm -hmm. religion, right? So I, I do think that spirituality is the new age religion. And I think that it is that idea of do what you think, follow what you want. Um, 
But then when it comes time for that daddy government to tell you what to do, you better listen because they're the ones that are letting you believe what you want and do all this shit. So I don't know. Again, it's a deep thing. You can go back and forth. I see a lot of your points that you're making is very valid, but I've done my research on it in my own way. And I I'm like pretty hard line against like, I don't, I don't think meditating and doing yoga to a full moon is a good idea because they tell you to do it. So I don't think doing anything because anyone tells you to do is a good reason. So whoever they are, to be clear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And especially if it's the UN, in my humble opinion. So agreed. Agreed. (laughs) So I realized as we got to the end of this, I never asked you, what are your two, what are two favorite things you love about yourself? Oh yeah. I never, I should have just came out and said, that's all right. Uh, Two favorite things about myself, man. Uh, If you ask me what I didn't like about myself, I can answer that quicker. But um, two things I like about myself. Um, I'm a pretty fun guy, I guess. That's I'm fun. I don't know. (laughs) It's I I don't like uh, I don't like saying what I like about myself, I guess. But I bet Um, you could do it for your girlfriend, which is why I ask everyone this question, because we're really great (laughs) at giving compliments to other people, but to ourselves. That's it's, true. We're really self-deprecating. We're really hard on ourselves. So I ask everyone this question because not necessarily needing like more self-love, but we often think very negatively of ourselves when we shouldn't. So I like asking everyone this question. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm pretty neutral on myself. I, I don't necessarily hate myself, right? But I, I, uh, I'm, I'm critical. I'm, I'm a competitive person. I'll say that. I, I, I think that competition's healthy and I find myself to be pretty competitive. Okay. Um, and so that's definitely one thing. And um, I'm also, despite how I, you know, portray myself on my show, a very understanding person. And um, I try to stand up for what's good and what's right, no matter what. Um, hence why I'm bagging on spirituality in a community, the conspiracy community that prides themselves in being very independent thinking people, but they all seem to like spirituality, even though, you know, so I, uh, I, I think that I'll stand up for what I believe is, is right. That's, that's definitely important to me. So I can respect those that. two things. Thank you. Thank I you. Like that. Well, <laughs> thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? It'll also be in the show notes, but in case they're too lazy to scroll down. Sure. I mean, I would be too lazy to scroll down. So yeah, no people that, that listen to the whole thing, this was a fun conversation, just like super chill. And it's a nice uh, change of pace just to kind of shoot the shit with somebody that you know you and i have only talked once other than this and then a little bit in dms on instagram and just kind of you know bullshitting a little bit so i appreciate it i think that what you're doing is real cool first of all Uh, but people can find me at dangerous world podcast i have a patreon patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast um an online store of uh, t-shirts that i print myself and uh this isn't like some like kindergarten uh you know t-shirt making company i actually make like i have a screen printing equipment and all that stuff um dangerousworldstore.com for all that stuff i do the monday night master debaters every single monday usually airs tuesday and then uh doing a show with my buddy ghost uh that's like more like conspiratorial takes on the news and that's just over there at my third eye um that's his his feed so we're just having fun um trying to put out cool content and you know have fun while we're doing it and get away from our shitty jobs i hate my job so much so (laughs) i get it it. i get it (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much, y'all. This is a blast. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day.